Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Have you ever experienced something that was so poignant that you could never doubt what you saw? As Pastor Robert discusses in his message today, the boldness of Peter and John, even in their untrained and uneducated status, were able to make an impact because of the undeniable power of the risen Saviour. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 4, as he begins his message, Obey God, not man. We are in the book of Acts, working our way through the book of Acts. It's kind of interesting considering what Dr. Luke the author, generally, you know, the belief to have been the one who wrote the Acts of the Apostles, what he wrote down about the very first Christians, the beginning of the church, the practices of that first church there in Jerusalem. So we've, we've made it to the middle of Acts chapter 4, and if you remember, Peter and John were headed into the temple and it was the hour of prayer, three o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, one of the commentators pointed out that the way it's written, it seems they skipped the time of the afternoon sacrifice. They were going in for prayer into the, the temple courts. And, and they see this beggar who every day he was sitting there by the beautiful gate, generally believed to have been the eastern gate of the temple. And he was just sitting there begging, as he was every single day. And so, you know, Peter said, I don't have any money, but be healed. You know, he's like, stand up. So all of a sudden, this guy's jumping around. They go into the temple courts. And because pretty much everybody recognized the man who had been lame from birth, he's 40-something, roughly 40 years old. So it drew a crowd. Everybody, you know, saw it, and he got a lot of attention, and... Peter began to address the group and, and, you know, kind of reprimanded them from focusing on him and John. He's like, we didn't do this. this. This is all Jesus. And so he preached Jesus. He preached the resurrection. And, and you know, he continues with that. But then the Sadducees, who were really at this point in time in Jewish history, they were kind of the dominant 
the dominant group on the council in terms of the Jewish Sanhedrin. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They were sort of Gnostic, I guess would probably be a, a, a good way to look at it. They were human, Jewish humanists. You know, they didn't believe in supernatural. They were very man-centered and focused on the law of Moses and discounted, wouldn't read, didn't, didn't consider the, the poetic books or the, any of the other stuff. And they got really upset, so they come in, and, and by now it's evening. They arrest Peter and John, throw them into the dungeon overnight, and that's kind of where we pick it up because now it's the next day, and, and they bring them together basically to give an account by whose power and whose name did you do this. Peter answered them, and, and they were very much on trial uh, before this Jewish governing religious council, the this, this Sanhedrin. So Peter gives an account, and he confronts the council. I mean, you kind of have to, you really kind of have to, I don't know, try to wrap your mind around this. It, it would be, to put it in the context of our country, it would be like me being called before the Supreme Court of the United States without counsel, it's just me and JP, right? And, and we're standing there before the Supreme Court to you know, answer for our crimes, but the difference would be that you know, if, if they find that our argument doesn't stand up, they can immediately have us dragged out of the court and stoned to death. Now, there's some debate on that because the Jews did not have the right to put anybody to death. They did it anyway, as we'll see, you know, as we continue in the book of Acts. But technically, only the Romans had the authority. The Jews didn't technically have the right to do that. So I don't want to overstate it. But it, this was a really, really big deal, particularly when you consider the fact that it hadn't been that long since Peter was in that same spot. Now, he was kind of standing on the outskirts watching them put Jesus on trial. And he denied, you remember the story, three times he denied even knowing Jesus. He was scared to death. Now he's, he's no longer scared. And, and he actually stands up and confronts the court with their sin. And he rebukes them and calls them to repentance. So that's, that's where we're at. Verse 13, Acts chapter 4. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Now, circle that word untrained if you've got your Bible open or your iPad or whatever. They were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But when Peter and John answered, but Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. 
for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Right here, basically, we're seeing the beginning of the end. Now, what I mean by that is that these very first followers of the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, were, were going to be gradually pushed out of the temple. Up to now, they go to the temple every day. That's where they teach. That's where they gather. That's where they pray. That's where everything's happening, right? In the courts of the temple there in Jerusalem. But it's not going to last much longer. This is the point at which the ruling council the Sadducees, the Pharisees, they say, we, we got to put a stop to this. We can't let this go on. We have to stop it. And so they, they begin to drive the apostles, drive those first followers of Jesus out of the temple courts and then eventually completely out of Judaism. In the beginning, see, it was just, a, it was just like a, a group. You know, like down here, it's, it's interesting to me to see. I, I have friends who are... Orthodox Jews. There's, you know, synagogue right across the street. And then I met a rabbi in North Miami, actually met him on the, on the phone, and he and I have a tentative agreement that we're going to get together and, and have coffee at some point. But he's, he's part of a reformed synagogue, a little more liberal, not quite as, as conservative. And, you know, another guy in Aventura, that I've gotten to know because he's a, a chaplain here on the beach. And, and you know, they're kind of in there somewhere. You know, you have some groups that are really strictly kosher and, and some not so much. And then there's another group, and Pastor JP gave me a term this week that I really wasn't familiar with. And, you know, David looked it up and texted it to me so I could get familiar with it. Now I've already forgotten what it is. But the, the Lubavitch sect is a sect within that sect of ultra-Orthodox. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio. 